On today's episode, we are going to take a look at Berkshire Hathaway's. Yesterday, they just reported what positions they end up entering, what positions they ended up leaving. Um, so a lot of big news has gone up. Like, for example, for example, it, there, a lot of talks have been saying that Warren Buffett has bought gold right now. Um, and one thing we're going to take a look at is how much of that gold that he bought is truly worth the portfolio weight. Um, and we're also going to take a look at some of their top holdings. So like always, if you are new to my channel, if you are a long-term investor, if you want to learn about growth stocks, make sure to hit that subscribe button. To all my returning viewers, like always, hit the thumbs up. If you guys want to get in contact with me, make sure to find me on the YouTube comments. I'm very active there. Feel free to find me on Twitter as well. I have a Discord channel, which is free to anybody that wants to join. And I have a weekly newsletter at josenaharo.com. I'm streaming on Twitch on the Sundays and Tuesdays at 8.30 at night Eastern Standard Time. So feel free to come there if you guys have any questions. If you guys want me to look at any stocks, feel free to pass by this Sunday, 8.30. All the information should be down below. But like always, if uh, all of this is my opinion, right? I am by no means a professional. I am by no means. So none of this should be taken as advice. All of this is my opinion. And you should make sure to talk to a financial advisor. And shout out to all those people that are supporting the channel right now with the membership program here. I, like I said, I provide all information free for anybody that wants it. I will never charge for my, you guys can see my portfolio. You guys can see everything from my portfolio, my discord channel. I don't have a private discord channel, everything. If you guys ever want to get in contact with me, if you guys ever want to see my, my content, it's all free but if you want to feel free to support the channel because it brings value to you make sure to hit that join button at the end of this video there is a question by one of the members um and we will answer them so let's take a look at berkshire berkshire hathaway's a is not a stock i don't even know why this is open because this is a stock i would never hold anytime soon it's right now valued at three hundred and sixteen thousand dollars. right let's take a look at berkshire B stock berkshire b right now is sitting at about 210 dollars after hours is sitting at pretty much the same um it's flat in its position let's take a look at year to date year to date berkshire hathaways has unfortunately done not that well for investors is down seven percent close to eight percent so on today's episode i'm gonna be using um this pretty cool website called well wisdom where i can see where all these big firms what they bought what they sold and what they added to first let's take a look at what happened some of the headlines for example right now is buffett berkshire buys gold miner barrick and it sells its wells fargo and it sells jp morgan dumps goldman stake amid coronavirus and this to me was pretty crazy right because i i, I feel like especially in my discord channel um i have felt so many people and on twitter talking how how berkshire right now warren buffett is most likely buying off all these all these banks all the banks right now that berkshire owns are gonna do pretty well but here we can see berkshire is, is closing some of their positions all right so let's start off by seeing what they closed out did, did they close out any positions recently and one thing i want to tell you guys is they reported this on august 14th so this was uh, a day ago but this is for information that ended on july 30th so a lot could have happened and this is one thing a lot of people should know There's a lot of ha a lot of things could have happened between june 30th to now it's about a month and a half later where they show this information from so it's still way way behind um but here they 
they had they sold out of Goldman Sachs where they only owned 0.17% of their portfolio was Goldman Sachs. They continued to sell out of they sold out all their positions in Love which is Southwest and United Airlines and Oxy which is an oil company Delta American Airlines so you can see they sold out out of all transport but they also sold out of Goldman Sachs um QSR this one is one I'm not too familiar but we can see none of them really made any big portion of their portfolios the only one that was it was Love and South and which is Southwest and Delta were about one percent of their total portfolio each um, everything else was sub 1%. Let me zoom in for you guys so maybe you guys can see better. Um, so next what I wanted to see is what did they add? Um, what did they reduce anything? And yes, they did reduce a lot. They reduced Wells Fargo. They reduced that by 26%. Before it used to be 5% of their portfolio. Now it's only 3%. They reduced, uh, they reduced some portion of USB Bank. They reduced some portion of BK Banks, JP Morgan. JP Morgan, they reduced 61%. They reduced Verizon, that's Visa, by 5%. MasterCard by 7%. PNC Bank, they reduced 41%. So it seems like they're not only bearish in the industry, the overall transport industry. Right now, it does seem like they're trying to build up some cash to increase their to increase they're decreasing their positions in bankings to increase their overall positions in i guess in cash right now most of the things they reduced are financings all right so now that we saw which ones they closed out which ones they reduced um let's take a look at did they add to anything and they didn't really add much uh they actually did they added to kr um, so that is that Kroger. Let's take a look at the companies they added to. So KR stock is, I'm pretty sure Kroger, which is an American retail company. And Kroger is the second largest general retailer behind Walmart. Um, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a Kroger store. Are they more in, in different? What kind of change do they have? Yeah, to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen a Kroger branded grocery store. So they increased their position in Kroger. They added about 15% more of that. Uh, but remember, now that's still only 0.37% of their portfolio. They increased their position in LSMK. Let's take a look at what LMSK is. Let me just go to Simply Wall Street real quick. Oh, wow. LSMK is Series XM. I did not know that. So they increased their position there by about... 37%, but again, that only now makes up 0.7% of their portfolio. They, inc they increased their position in store, ticker S-T-O-R. So store capital is an R-E-I-T, so he increased his position there. And, and one thing I want to say is, like I said, store, they increased their position by about 31%, and now it makes up 0.29 of their overall portfolio. One thing that's also important to know is, Berkshire has a lot of money. So even though they are a small percentage of the portfolio, they do own a huge portion of the business. For example, Store, they own about 10% of the business. Um, Series XM, they own about 12% ownership. So they are strong owners within these platforms. 
and the last company is at ticker su which is in the energy industry is suncor energy which operates as an inter integrated energy company so those are the positions that berkshire increased on honestly for me i'm not really a fan of any of these markets right now or any of these companies it if I was in the REIT and was looking for dividends, I probably would definitely take a look at STOR a bit more, but I'm not much into energy. The consumer stables here that comes from Kroger, not one I'm really, really excited about. And Series XM is not a company I'm personally bullish on, but again, right, these are the big boys, Berkshire, and they're doing it for a reason. Let's take a look at what they ended up purchasing. They ended up purchasing ticker GOLD. And ticker GOLD, let's take a look at what they do. It is, I believe, a mining company. Yep, they are mining. They are a mineral exploration company that focuses on acquisitions, explorations, and developments of projects in Brazil, Colombia, the United States, Canada, Peru, and other regions. To me, it was a pretty interesting thing to see, right? Because Berkshire has, at many times, said that he himself talked about one reason why he's not as bullish in gold as a physical asset. There's so many, there's so many, you can find the videos on YouTube. I, I'm pretty sure it's been uploaded numerous and numerous of time. Why he is rather more bullish in stocks than in gold. But again, here he's not investing in gold itself. He is more investing in a business that deals with mining. So even though it might be a material, he's not bullish on overall aspects of the business could be could be undervalued and that's why they invested again they only made this only makes up even though the world is going crazy right now this only makes up 0.28 percent of their portfolio not even one percent of their portfolio is made up of this gold purchase that they did that everybody's going crazy about and the ownership is only 1% ownership of this business. All right, so now that we took a look at what they bought, what they sold, what they reduced and everything, I want to take a look at some of their major holdings. One thing is um, they own about 51 positions, uh, which is pretty crazy, right? You wouldn't think that Berkshire or, or Buffett owns that many holdings. But out of those holdings, I do believe the top 10 holdings make up more than 70% of the total portfolio let's take a look at apple is their number one apple makes up 44 percent of the portfolio this was previously 35 percent so you might be like jose how the heck did that position increase even though they didn't add to apple many things could have happened one since they reduced their positions in other things their portfolio got smaller in relations to position so that obviously increases the percent the percentage of portfolio gains the second thing apple has been has had an amazing three months so with those returns it also increases the percentage of portfolio i remember when app when when berkshire first bought apple when they first bought apple it made up about 20 percent of their portfolio and now look it makes up 44 percent. so that's how you show that shows right winners keep on winning don't sell out your winners why would you sell out of your winners right right here actually here is a perfect perfect example berkshire did not sell their winners they their their winners are still here they're still growing what did they sell out they sold out the ones that they believe are their losers right now and they're doing it i'm guessing to build up cash uh, which again is showing even the best 
go from they keep their winners and they sell their losers or the ones they believe are gonna keep are, are not gonna do as well for the upcoming years and that's such a hard concept to understand right people people do the completely opposite they see their position go up 10 20 percent and they're like woo 20 percent let me go and and sell this and take the gains and they miss out on a 200%, on a 300%, on a 400% gain. And at the same time, they're like, ah, this one's down 50%. It can't go any lower. I'm going to hold you right now. And I'll, I'll, I'll wait for you to come back. Next thing you know, it's down another 50%, another 50%. Next thing you know, that money is useless. So I am very, very keen of doing this. And I, I, I have learned how to do this now where I don't sell my winners and I sell my losers next they have bank of america bank of america is about 10 percent. i think it's the only company that they did not the one of the few banks that they did not sell out of uh, actually axp is one is another one here that they didn't so bank of america makes up 10 percent of their portfolio so just the top two make up 55 percent of, of the portfolio then we have coca-cola makes up eight percent no change to their axp which is a finance makes up seven percent so then right there within those four, that's 55 plus 15, that's 70, did I do my math right? 70% of the total portfolio is made up of the top four. 75 if you add their number fifth position, which is KHC, Kelser Heinz, Kels Heinz, I forget the, the ketchup company, which all the food. So just the top five make up 5%. Then we have MCO, another finance, and most of them after that are finance industries and i want to say the top 10 holdings make close to 80 percent of their portfolio and this is something that i i want to say right even though my investment style might be a little bit different from what they do here there's things that i can learn from this portfolio one make sure winners keep on winning right here we can see it perfectly apple started off at 20 percent of the portfolio now is 44 imagine do that math in any if it, it was a two percent company it was a two if it was a two percent company it's now four percent so that's a nice gain if it was a ten percent it was it would now be a twenty percent of your portfolio that's the amount of returns that can happen with winners and that's why i invest the way i invest the second thing is sell out of your losers if you no longer think they're going to come out what i don't get from um berkshire and i think this is how it's different from every investor i for me, my top 10 holdings will make up close to 50% of my portfolio, but I don't think my top 10 holdings would ever make up 80% of my portfolio. But again, every investment style is different, and I don't think there's a magical number of what your percentage needs to be. You just need to understand that why you invest in those companies, make sure that that valuation and that reason you bought sticks to thick or thin unless fundamentals change especially right now right if you invested in companies like fastly like crowdstrike like ayx when you first invested in them if it wasn't on the stock price that you invested on if you weren't trading if you were if you bought them based on their business what has changed within these companies that makes you want to sell now if it's just the stock price to me that's that's great that's that's crazy right that's not a reason why i would sell for me the only time i would sell or would sell would be when the fundamentals no longer match my initial acquisition of that company and that helps me that helps me sane in this market for example fastly has gone from 100 to to 70 to x amount of dollars and people are all over the place and i understand that it gets emotional in this game 
But the first thing you need to do when getting in this game is finding a way to reduce emotions from your overall trading. And for me, I do it by having multiple positions in my portfolio. My portfolio right now is close to 45 positions. My top 10 make up close to 50% of my portfolio. So those are the ones that are my big boys, right? Those are the ones I'm fully, fully committed on. But at the same time, I know I can be wrong. So I have I have what I call tier one, which are my top 10. I have tier two, which is probably like another 10, 15 companies that each make up like 2% of my portfolio each. And then I have tier three, which are companies that I like um, and I can see growth, but they wouldn't make it in my tier one list and they wouldn't make it on my tier two list. But at the same time, even a tier three, imagine a 1% holding going 10 times as big. Now it becomes a 10% of your portfolio. And that's where the true return comes. So that's enough talking about that. Um, all right. So now this episode is inspired by a member, um, one of our, our bullish support members who every week they get to ask a question, um, and ask a question. And, and I, I answer it in one of these videos today. He mentioned um, this week. He mentioned what? So shout out to Q. Thank you for being a bullish support today. He mentioned uh, what I thought about leave. And again, this is just a question, so I'm not going to do a full analysis. It's not a full analysis. It's just a quick opinion on the company. So first, let's take a look at Leaf. Leaf right now has a market cap of 160 million. This is a very, very small cap. They right now, year to date, have returned about 50% to investors. Being a $200 million market cap company, I, I actually want to see what they do. So the first thing I do is go to their websites and see all the brands they do. All right, so now let's take a look at their brands. They are in the fitness and wellness. So here in there, they have multiple platforms and they have well plus good and they have livestrong.com, which seems to be like a medium where you can talk about stories or, or you can share your blog. You can share some news article about healthy issues in, in both physical, mental, managing your weight just living healthy so that's where where that comes that's those are the brands here they also have an arts and design let's take a look at what they do so here at arts and design they own companies like satachi art society six and hunker art for the other art fair and denny design so here i'm pretty sure they're very similar concepts where instead of sharing about foods you share about art so it seems to be a medium where you share some of your purchases here society six seems to be a, a store um we're going to take a look at hunker hunker seems to be more of a medium platform to to show off your design at home and the other art fair is a place where you can do online studios live and that that one's actually pretty pretty cool so they are in there most of them seem to be more of a branding type medium of a website where they do more of information for people to come in then they're also in in ehow ehow is one of the uh, you know if you how to do this and you can go to ehow.com and it tells you the steps by steps to doing it so we can see they are in different platforms from pets to discovery places around your state um, so all different platforms are mediums and publishing active, uh, abilities they have here at Leaf. To me, these seem, just from a first glance, it's not a market I personally would like to do because it seems to me like they're more just a publishing article, a publishing place. And I do believe most of uh, 
of the of the eyes right now are in big social media like instagram like facebook like twitter and all that but i i can understand why certain investors might might find these pretty happy right one of these can end up being such a big move now after that i just wanted to take a look at their earnings and anything at their earnings and revenue they are not expected to grow revenue that much 6.6 percent annual revenue growth that to me is pretty slow for me and they're not expected to be profitable within the next three years and finally let's take a look at their debt and cash the only thing i want to say is they have enough cash 27 million dollars of cash and they only have about 11 million dollars of debt so financially their balance sheet looks okay um revenue growth is not something i would be fancy about and the overall market that they are in is not one that really interests me um, so q again this is just my opinion and i hope you enjoyed this like i said obviously i can't do a full analysis that would take ages and ages but i hope you enjoy it and like always thank you for the support thank you guys for everything take care have a good night and see you next time